Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Uh, this is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. We are recording this July the 23rd. Uh, it's a lovely Sunday night in Alabama uh, for me, other than the fact that it's hotter than the seventh level of hell. Uh, but before we get into what real? we're smoking, it, it, it's it's pretty close. And, and then it rains, and then steam comes off of everything, and it's just very dramatic looking. But uh, before we get into what we're smoking tonight and all that stuff, uh, we've been working on a new segment for the show. Uh, actually, this is uh, Benjamin's brainchild that will start on the next episode. And uh, we're going to call it, uh, and again, this is Benjamin's name. Uh, we're going to call it five under. And the basic premise, <clears throat> excuse me, premise behind this segment is that we're going to go out and find cigars that cost $5 or less. And we're going to try them. And we're going to tell you how good they are. We're going to give you a review of them and let you know what you want to stay away from and what you might want to add to your uh, repertoire uh, in the coming months. But uh, look for Five Under to debut on the uh, next edition of the Scar Tipsters podcast. Uh, And we'll let uh, Ben kick us off with the inaugural edition of that. But uh, speaking of that, what are you smoking tonight? For this evening, I have the Henry Clay Stock Cut uh, Robusto by the uh, group Grupo de Maestros. It is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper and has Dominican uh, binder and filler. Uh, and the filler also has Dominican and Nicaraguan. Uh, MSRP is around 8 bucks, uh, but it's unique in that it's stock cut. Now, for new listeners who may not know what that means, the typical tobacco plant is in priming. It's in pairs of leaves from top to bottom. Um, stock cut means that they cut it at the stalk with the leaves attached, and then they hang those up in the curing barn. Now, what that does is while the uh, stalks are hanging in the curing barn, there's still nutrients uh, going on from the stalk that's feeding the leaves um, over time. So what that usually results in is could be thicker leaves, oilier, oily leaves, um, a little more strength to it because there's still more life left in the stalk to feed the leaves as it ferments. So uh, I don't know if I've smoked a stalk cut in the past. Maybe I have. I don't remember. But this particular stalk cut, um, it's interesting. It, it's listed as full body. Uh, some say medium full. To me, it's closer to medium, not necessarily medium full. They, you know, reviews were saying it's spicy and everything. It's a solid medium to me. It does have an oily texture in the in the mouth and the palate that you pick up so you do pick the notes of that but it's you know cedary earth it's got all your typical uh cigar profile uh nuances to it um but it's box pressed it's got a closed foot so the leaf wraps around the, the foot of it so it's a nice design um it's it's burning well it's balanced uh so it's something i would recommend trying at least once you may fall in love with it i don't think it's you know blow your top off out of this world delicious, but it, 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 it's a good afternoon smoke, maybe evening smoke, postprandial. So um, I would look into that. And I've got the uh, Camacho Corojo over here, which has become a, a fairly regular rotation for me. And this one actually came out of uh, Senior's Humidor. Uh, 
course. As so many of my cigars sometimes do. <laughs> uh, but this one in particular is the uh, 5 by 50 uh, Robusto ring gauge. Uh, average price is in the 6 to $7 range, so it's one of those nice smokes uh, that's always very consistent that you can have around without breaking the bank at the same time. And I, I know we've all touched on this a little bit uh, in person. Uh, we were talking about the Camacho Criollo, uh, which is a, a very similarly priced stick with a little bit of a different blend. Both of those are fantastic cigars. Uh, really, uh, if you want a tip uh, from this end, Camacho's whole lineup is good, but really uh, the Corojo and the Criollo stand out to me as their uh, standout smokes. And if you kind of want to keep an eye on what we're smoking, uh, several of us uh, do update regularly on our Instagram at Cigar Tipster uh, or just search Cigar Tipster on Instagram. Either way, you'll find us and you'll see pics of what we're smoking and accessories that we've come across and things of that nature. So be sure to uh, check us out on there. Uh, but now what I want to do is turn it over to our very own cigar savant and let him unleash some cigar knowledge on us. Well, this week uh, I am smoking the GTO painkiller Maduro. Now, although I've you know smoked this cigar many times in the past, I am still excited to enjoy the painkiller just once and again because it is blended and produced by my good friend Oscar Rodriguez, the brand owner of GTO Cigars. Now, GTO Cigars are manufactured at Tabaclara, GTO Dominicana, located in the Dominican Republic. GTO Cigars are made from the finest aged first-generation Cuban seed tobacco, and each GTO cigar is meticulously crafted by some of the most experienced torcedors in the Dominican Republic. And if you're a newbie and you're not sure what a torcedor is, it's a fancy way of saying the cigar roller. Now, as a gesture of honor and respect for the thousands of men and women who have devoted their lives to the uh, Dominican Republic cigar industry, Oscar launched the GTO painkiller line of cigars. And it's for the Day of the Dead, a holiday of remembrance of those who are no longer with us. You know, the people of the Dominican Republic use this holiday to celebrate life in honor of their deceased relatives and friends. Symbols and recreations of Skulls are often seen as part of the Day of the Dead ritual. And this is not a sad or somber holiday, but rather one that is happy and colorful. The holiday is celebrated with family and community gatherings, music, feasting, and the festivity of its observances acknowledges that death is an integral part of life. Festivals and parades are held as observers present flowers, light bonfires, eat, drink, and most importantly, smoke cigars as a gesture of honor and respect. Now, the Painkiller Maduro is a Dominican Poro, which means that all the components of the cigar comes purely from the Dominican Republic. So your binder, filler, and your wrapper are all from the Dominican Republic. And it's got Dominican Lajero fillers, 
again, Dominican-Cuban seed binders, and a wrapper that is an aged Dominican Select Maduro. The cigar is a chocolatey brown. It's got a very oily look and a feel to it. The draw is just perfect. Silky smooth with a slight resistance. The smoke producing, uh, production was enormous. Uh, it just fills my mouth with complex and satisfying flavors. Now, the cigar starts off with a lot of earth, a bit of cedar and hickory, and red pepper tones. Almost leathery with hints of dark roast coffee and cocoa with just a bit of dried fruit or raisin and a touch of cayenne pepper spice on the finish. Definitely a full-bodied and well-balanced cigar, but it started out as a medium and it ended full body for me, or usually does end up as a full body for me. Um, it's a balanced, well-rounded smoke. The painkiller has made a great pairing every time I've tried it and smoked it with Irish coffee. I just find it fantastic. The painkiller is definitely for those who prefer a heavier-bodied cigar with great taste. Oscar Rodriguez of GTO Cigars and Tabaclara GTO Dominicana represents the current generation of cigar manufacturers desiring to produce innovative and unique cigar styles and blends, yet still adhere to the tried and true methods that have proved successful for decades. And he hit it on the mark with the painkiller Maduro. My tip to you is don't buy just one, buy a box of these cigars. And cigar tipsters, just remember what Oscar always says. Those who know, smoke GTO. Mark? And one one thing I'll throw in there also, uh, I saw uh, Oscar say this on Twitter the other day. And uh, for those who don't know, he is an actual licensed medical doctor. Uh, but he said uh, as his tweet that, you know, as a doctor, he could heal your body, but his cigars would heal your soul. And I think that's a, a pretty epic quote from a, from a cigar guy because it really preaches the relaxation aspect of, of cigars. And speaking of Oscar, one of the last uh, cigars that we smoked during the Woodstock tweet up, uh, Alan passed out the GTO Don Emilio, and I wish I had some notes on it at the moment, but uh, that is just an absolutely excellent cigar. And in terms of something uh, that's going to catch your eye in the store, uh, it's also a very interesting cigar because the cap and the foot uh, have a wrapper, and then the middle section, the body of the cigar, I'll call it, has a separate uh, darker wrapper. Uh, but that that was an absolutely wonderful cigar. Yep. And uh, one thing I'll say also, uh, we're going to try to get uh, Oscar on the show here in the near future so he can uh, tell us about what he's got going on in the industry. And uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Cigar Tipster. It's where we'll keep up with all the things that uh, we're going to be announcing uh, various bits and segments for the show and interviews uh, when those come along. 
Uh, moving on tonight, I want to look at uh, a lot of what came out of uh, IPCPR, uh, which just recently happened in Las Vegas. We did not uh, go to the show ourselves, but we uh, have been keeping an eye on everything on the Internet. And one of my uh, favorite brands is 1502, and uh, probably one of my favorite brand owners, too, because Enrique is a, a pretty interesting fellow to hang around. Yes, and, he is. Uh, Alan, I know, has got some history with uh, Enrique uh, during his Nicaraguan visits, but uh, not that... 1502 introduced a whole lot at the show, and we'll get into kind of why that is later on. But one thing he did do is bring out a new version of uh, the 1502XO. And one thing that I'll say, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we'll kind of all agree, uh, the 1502XO is, and this is saying something because Enrique has some great cigars, but I really think it's the best thing he's ever done. And initially it was going to be a limited run, but I know he did a lot of sizes because of the FDA uh, regulations being pending, but uh, just a fantastic cigar. Uh, Yes, it is a little on the expensive side, but uh, it really is uh, quality over quantity in this case. I don't think out there, would you say that it's better than a Ruby? I would. It's as good uh, as. Yeah. Because that, that one is an awesome smoke right there. Yeah, now yeah, the Ruby, Ruby Lancero. Is favorite. Actually, I think it was you, Ben, that uh, got me on the Ruby Lancero kick, uh, which yeah, is really, really good. Ago. It's very good. Uh, the flavor was fantastic. I was so glad to have found it. And then the XO is as good as. It's a different profile. I wouldn't necessarily say it's. I don't know if I'd say better. It's just its own unique profile, and it's still got that 1502 care to it. Just the way it burns and the flavors that come off. It's You don't want to put it down. I'm actually glad he released the Churchill version because this is something you'll want to smoke for and enjoy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't blame him. Yeah, and actually that's the one thing I forgot <laughs> to mention was it's going to be a 1502XO Churchill 7x48. Uh, $20 or boxes of 10 for 200 uh, for those wondering. And go ahead, Alan. I'm sorry. You know, in my opinion, the XO is the finest cigar that Enrique Sanchez has blended. And, you know, that, that cigar has got eight, some 18-year-old tobacco in it, and it's rolled at Placencia, and it's just a fantastic cigar. And it's worth every penny of that $20. And one, one other thing I'll say is the ruby, the black gold, the emerald. Try his whole line because I've not had a, a, a 1502 that I didn't like. Yeah, that's, that's, a, fair that's a fair assessment. Now, with that one uh, having the 18-year-old tobacco in it, is it a limited run or do they have a – supply of that right now well the initial Um, story that Enrique told me was that his plan was to do a limited edition every year and have it come out as a special size so for example for 2017 it would be a Toro for 2018 it might be a Lancero For 2019, it could be a Robusto. 
but with what happened with uh, the FDA deeming regulations, he very quickly realized that that would be very problematic. So he actually uh, came out with all of them and all the sizes. And, you know, if you're wondering how anybody, you know, has done this, all he had to do was really just get it into a few shops and it was on the shelves by the date that the deeming regulations stated, which I think was August 8th, if I'm not mistaken, of 2016. So um, even though, you know, they've been aging, you know, they're not being really shipped or available to everyone until now. And again, if you haven't smoked it, you have to. It's, you know, get it for your birthday, get it for your anniversary. It'll be the best $20 you've ever spent. So it's been released to be sold in stores, but he's keeping the stockpile and just distributing those particular lines year after year. That's his way of kind of getting around the loophole. Well, no, he's released all of them at this point. Okay. So, you know, if a store, a shop wants to carry one size, they can, if they want to carry, you know, the five sizes that it's available in, you know, then indeed they can do that. So it's not, it's not limited edition anymore. And that, okay. that's part of the problem with the, um, you know, the regulations is that you can't have um, special editions or limited editions or short runs. It, it makes it impossible. Okay. okay. I see. And uh, to take it over to another brand that I'm uh, particularly fond of, and it was one of my probably early favorite brands when I first got into cigars, but uh, 724, they were also at the IPCPR showing off their stuff, uh, mostly existing stuff, but one new cigar that we'll go on over in just a moment. But I, I'm really a big fan of this brand. I, I like Kirk Kendall. I like his story. And I like the resurrection of the 724 brand. And at the same time, you know, they've stayed true to a lot of the old branding. So it, it really looks and feels a lot like an old world brand to me, but they're bringing out uh, what they're calling the RG series Connecticut. And this is actually the first time that 724 has released anything with a Connecticut wrapper. Uh, a lot of other companies have gone down that road. So it'll be interesting to see how well uh, 724 does with this, but it's going to be an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Uh, at the time of this podcast, they had not announced the binder and the filler just yet, uh, but it's going to come in uh, five sizes, Torpedo, Toro, Robusto, Churchill, and uh, 6x60. Uh, price uh, is 9.75 for the Robusto and up to as high as 11.50 for the uh, 6x60. Uh, and if you... Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that new Connecticut. Uh, But if you get a chance and you haven't tried um, the 724 Dog Walker, 
I have to admit, it's a small cigar. It's great for a, a reasonably short commute or, you know, you know, just setting out on the porch or something. You want to smoke a cigar. Uh, but they come in small five packs, uh, but they look, feel, and smoke like a premium cigar. Love those. And uh, I know, I think, I think it's Benjamin that's not a particularly a fan of the Hustler, which is the barber pole, uh, but I particularly do like it. Well, I think I was, I'm willing, willing, I'm going to try it again. Maybe it was just a one-off because I know 724 makes good premium cigars. I might have just gotten a fluke, so I'm not going to rule that out just yet. I am going to try it again, buy a fresh one from Humidor, and uh, and and see if again, uh, just to be on the safe side, because I know 724 does good stuff. I'll tell and, you, I uh, can't wait to see the uh, new packaging on those five packs. Yeah, it is really sharp looking. Uh, the both the hustler and the uh, the dog walker packs. Uh, the hustler has always kind of had the uh, well, they go with the dog walker theme, you know, an aggressive looking dog with a chain and the whole deal. And the hustler's really old school uh, with sort of the yeah, uh, I wouldn't go with not really a mime. I can't think of the word I'm looking for here, uh, but kind of an old world uh, type of fella there doing his thing and. Uh, I just completely lost my train of thought. Michael Barron. This. Um, Junior, yeah, is the Hustler series and the Dog Walker and the Five Packs, are those going to be like miniature barber poles or are those just... No, the Hustlers in the Five Pack are miniature barber poles. They are. Uh, and uh, they okay. did a good job. I will say this. They did a good job of uh, maintaining uh, the flavor uh, from the bigger size to the smaller size, uh, which from people who I've talked to about blending, changing the size and maintaining the flavor is very hard to do. Yep. And Ben, while we're at it, you uh, wanted to speak about uh, Fred Rui and Nobad and their participation at IPCPR too. So uh, I'll let you have the floor for a couple of minutes here. Yeah. Um, So Fred Rui, as you know, if you've met him or known him, he's just a class favorite. He's funny. He's, uh, very laid back, very relaxed, um, always on Twitter and Instagram. Um, there was something that it looks like I think he showed at the IPCPR event uh, called the Nomad Fin de los Mundos. And what that means is it translates to the end of the world. Uh, that was inspiration from the FDA uh, regulations that was hitting everybody right as the show. I think he may have released this last year, but it was right around the show was going to start last year, so it's kind of a play on words for that. Um, but uh, it isn't getting wide released until later this year. So it was developed last year, but getting released uh, later this year. Pennsylvania Broadleaf, uh, rapper, Nicaraguan Habano Binder, and then fillers, Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania. Um, so they all come in boxes of 20, everything from the uh, Corona Gorda 5.5 by 48 up to the Mundos Toro, which is a 6 by 50. Um, so what it looked like he was introducing at the show was stuff that maybe he developed last year, but was just, uh, releasing this year. Um, I like Fred Rui's work, the, the Nomad, uh, cigars. I've had great luck with his Connecticut and his Maduro's. Um, so if you get a chance to try Nomad, they're very reasonably priced. Uh, he, he's all about trying to keep the price 
as reasonable. And if it goes up, it's because he's forced to do the FDA. But he's not one to just overcharge for cigars. He's very heavy about that. Um, so if you get a chance to try the new Nomad Fin de los Mundos at your local cigar shop, definitely try it and uh, let us know. That's all I can find out from him. <laughs> I was actually stand, sitting over here talking for about five seconds before I realized I had the microphone muted. <laughs> but it's uh, okay. What I was trying to segue in is, <laughs> is that you mentioned that uh, Fred was on Twitter, and uh, we are also on Twitter at Cigar Tipster. Uh, we do a lot of talking about uh, the show and you know what's going on on the website and all that different sort of stuff. Uh, so be sure, you know, we've mentioned Instagram and Facebook already, but be sure to, you know, give us a follow over on the Twitter. Uh, I try to be active everywhere, but Twitter is kind of the quickest and easiest uh, to just send out whatever we're thinking at the time. Uh, so admittedly, uh, my tiny attention span works better for Twitter. Uh, so you will Short see little us. bits of information. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, one, uh, sticking with the IP, uh, excuse me, IPCPR theme of the show, one thing that I noticed on Cigar Aficionado's website uh, was a blog by Andrew Nagy uh, basically saying, you know, where are the new cigars? And in previous years, there have been mass amounts of new products. Uh, Alan, I know you've been to the show a couple of times and can probably attest to... Uh, you know, not just how many cigars that uh, uh, are coming out at the show, but also, you know, how many uh, samples that you guys had to bring home and consider to, uh, you know, bring into the shop and whatnot. So uh, give me a little insight kind of on your previous IPCPR experience. Well, previously, I have thought the IPCPR shows were great you know, they, they are overwhelming. It's a cigar fest plus. The, the only thing is, is you have to be either media or you have to be a retailer to go. It is not open to the general public. And usually every manufacturer or most every manufacturer is there with their complete sales team They've got beautiful displays and booths, um, and they sell their cigars. That is the purpose of it, to sell the cigars to the retailers. And there's plenty of samples. There's plenty of samples to take home. There's plenty of samples to smoke while you're there. And, you know, you meet new people, new friends. You get to see old friends, and you get to do a lot of partying. And uh, the last two years in a row, I probably came home with about 500 samples each year. Wow. So, you know, that's like enough cigars to smoke for the year. But um, I'll be honest, you know, very, very few of them are dog rockets. The majority of them are really very excellent cigars. And, you know, if we had to put numbers on them, you know, they're eight, nines, and tens. And I, it's really difficult to tell the difference between an eight and a ten. 
or an eight and a nine or a nine and a ten. That's how, how good the scars have gotten. So I did not go this year. Uh, I didn't go for a lot of personal reasons. Um, and I don't know if I really missed it or not. Based on that article from Cigar Aficionado, however, uh, you know, probably from where you're sitting, you know, Ben, Senior, Junior, that article would make you think that there's really nothing new under the sun. Is that correct? Yeah, the I will say that the, the article paints a, a much darker image of what we were seeing on Twitter and Instagram with everybody kind of updating and doing their thing. Uh, you know, I, I'll quote the guy here. Uh, he said, many cigars told me the reason is simple FDA regulations. A lot of small to mid-sized companies are in a holding pattern uh, waiting for a decision to be made regarding whether or not the FDA's uh, draconian laws uh, will be upheld. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. But in terms of the show, your big boys like your Rocky and your general uh, companies like that, it's business as usual. You know, plenty of new blends and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would definitely say it's not nearly as doom and gloom uh, as they wanted to portray it here. Well, again, based on, on social media, there were plenty, plenty of new releases available. As, as a matter of fact, you start making a list of, oh, I'm going to have to try that. Oh, I need to try that. Oh, I need to try that. You know, I'm, I, now I'm annoyed that I didn't go because it's going to probably cost me more than the plane ticket would have cost me to buy all these cigars so I can try them. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed also, uh, accessories were a big hit this year. And I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but uh, Calibri uh, really bringing the heat with some of the new uh, stuff that they're bringing to the table. Uh, they're going to have a combination deep V cutter and uh, straight cutter all in one. Uh, you hold it one way to do a straight cut, the other way to do a V cut. Uh, but <laughs> One that uh, me and Senior particularly are kind of drooling over is the new Gotham, uh, which will come out later this year, uh, which is going to be a deep V-cut, just like the one I have now with a triple torch, leaned-in flame, all in one unit. Yeah, that Um, one's a must-have. It's got a very pretty price tag on it of uh, MSRP of 175, uh, but it is a very interesting and very promising unit. And Zykar also throwing their hat into the um, the deep V cut arena, and, and we've spoken briefly about this on the show, where uh, we had kind of thought Zykar had fallen behind in that department, and I really think they did. Uh, their V cutter didn't cut nearly as deep uh, as the Calibri version, and in terms of build quality. Uh, Calibri kind of outdid them on that one. So it'll be interesting to see their take on, on this deep V cutter when it does get released in the fall. Well, and that's the thing they brought out and did a lot of advertisement here recently about it just to say, Oh, by the way, you can't get it till this fall. Yeah, they so really did lose interest. Well, in, in my, if I didn't well, already have the Calibri, 
you know, without the Calibri, yeah, I'd probably be considering it. But at, at this point, I really do like the, the Calibri. Well, and, I mean, I'm probably the same way. I mean, I'm a huge Zycar fan. I've got numerous accessories from Zycar. But they were definitely late to the game with that one. And actually, this is neither here nor there, but uh, post-Woodstock tweet-up, did the missing uh, Zycar cutter ever uh, find its way home? It was found. Thank you very much, uh, Alan. I think uh, it, it was discovered. He said it was – I think, Alan, you said you found it in the hallway or something? Yeah, Jerry said he found it in the hallway, laying on the carpet, very close to you know, the um, kickboard. But, and I've still got it sitting on the table there, and I need to uh, get it to you, but I have not had the time to do that for you yet. Uh, that's all right. Uh, the one that Senior gave me, the Inferno uh, Zycar Cutter, is working perfectly fine. It was just at that time before I, <laughs> Senior gave me this one, that was the best cutter I had. So. <laughs> so it well, now so you'll weird. have two cutters, and that's why we're going to call you two cutters. Oh, okay. I'll be two cutters. That's fine. Two cutters, Ben. He was better than his last uh, nickname. You can put one in the right pocket and one in the left pocket. Yeah, that's uh, that'll work just fine. You cut her. So that way you can become ambidextrous with your drink. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So we'll uh, we'll flip gears a little bit. We've uh, talked about the IPCPR from the standpoint of. some of the companies that weren't uh, necessarily being super active. So let's uh, take a quick look. Uh, oops, lost my website here, but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the bigger boys real quick uh, just to uh, see what they had going on. And one thing I noticed uh, on the Rocky Patel Twitter account, uh, the keynote speaker, or at least the opening speaker for IPCPR, was uh, former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, and there was plenty of uh, photos of him hanging out at the, the Rocky booth and several others smoking cigars along the way. Uh, it'd be nice if we got some uh, bigger-name politicians uh, to show up at the show who uh, could possibly throw their support behind us for this uh, FDA mess, but that's a whole story for another time. Maybe some that are in office? Yeah, exactly. That that was where I was going with that, but my mind wasn't working. Uh, but uh, Rocky debuted thing with Giuliani on CRA's little newspaper. He's actually a life member of the CRA. Good. We need more. Yeah, for sure. Whatever CRA can do. We'll talk about that next segment. And it looks like Rocky also came out with some new sticks. The one I really want to try is the uh, Hamlet 25th year. Yeah, he had that one, and the one that I'm particularly looking forward to is the, uh, they're calling it the Vintage 2006 San Andreas, uh, and anybody who pays attention to me on this show knows I love a, a Mexican San Andreas rapper. Uh, this one's going to have, uh, obviously, that Mexican rapper, Connecticut Broadleaf Binder, and uh, Nicaraguan filler, and is going to be made in Nicaragua. Uh, four sizes, Robusto Toro, Churchill, and, of course, the uh, ever-growing popular 660. Uh, and really, uh, 
for as much flack as Rocky gets sometimes, he's got a lot of good cigars. And just about everything I've tried in the vintage line uh, has been really good. I'm trying to think of the other examples from the vintage line. Uh, the 1990, uh, the 1992, which is Sumatra, 99, Connecticut, and Kirk's favorite, the vintage 2003 Cameroon. Uh, so now there'll be a vintage 2006 uh, San Andreas, but I have to say uh, that's one that I'm li- really looking forward to. You like that rapper, don't you? Yes, I do. It is uh, sort of my fave. And uh, to the one that Alan was just talking about, uh, the Hamlet, uh, the blend profile on that one, the wrapper is going to be an Ecuadorian Habano. Uh, binder is Pennsylvania. Filler is both Nicaraguan and Honduran uh, while being rolled in Nicaragua. And they're going to do a Robusto, Toro, and 660 in that one. Uh, that one's actually pretty reasonably priced. The Robusto is about $8.75. Uh, uh, even the 660 is only $10. So it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out as well. And uh, as we kind of turn our attention here to uh, some of the events that may be going on in the area, uh, Ben, you got anything going on in the uh, the Knoxville part of the world? Uh, actually, at this time, no. They've all sort of uh, taken a break. I think there's something coming up next month, but right now everything's sort of actually settled out. So <laughs> nothing, nothing new coming up that I can see. And we've got uh, at least – in the very, very near future, not much, but we've got several. We've got August through uh, Thanksgiving pretty much uh, covered in the Huntsville area. We're going to have Kristoff uh, showing up on August the 11th, uh, basically 5 p.m. until over at the Scar Room. Uh, October 18th, the Cigar Room will po- uh, play host to Perdomo Cigars uh, with Nick Perdomo himself being in attendance. Uh, Drew Estates is going to cover their Halloween event on October the 28th, so that'll probably be an interesting one that I try to uh, get up there for. And uh, also November the 18th, uh, and this is an annual event for the Cigar Room. They do the annual Thanksgiving Gurkha Feast. Uh, And there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to do it. so definitely got a lot going on over there uh, in the Huntsville area over the next two to three months. Uh, so if you're uh, in North Alabama, Southern Tennessee, uh, what we often re- affectionately refer to as the Tennessee Valley, uh, swing in the cigar room uh, and give these guys some support. Uh, we've got uh, Huntsville uh, for its small size actually has three uh, cigar shops. So we do try to support them whenever we can. And uh, what about Atlanta over there? Anything going on with you guys? There are a tremendous amount of events. Too many to mention except for one that's really important is at Burns Tobacco. Now, you know, Burns is in Chattanooga, not Atlanta. But uh, Burns always says they're the uh, best cigar shop that's not in Atlanta. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and considering, you know, you can jump on the highway and, and be there in, in about an hour, you know, so it's like going to downtown Atlanta in traffic. 
it'll take you that long to get there anyway. Uh, but next week, next Saturday, uh, they're going to have AJ Fernandez is going to be there. And uh, it will be the Fernandez. And they're going to do one event downtown, one event out in the suburbs. And uh, if you're in the area, I would highly recommend it. You know, uh, one of the trends that I said uh, occurred last year at IPCPR was A.J. Fernandez. It seemed like everybody was um, having him make a cigar for them, with them. And it seems that it's the same this year. Plus, he's released some of his own. So I would highly uh, recommend, uh, if you're available, if you're anywhere near Chattanooga, uh, if you have any inclination whatsoever, you want to meet A.J., head on up. Uh, And that's actually going to be an absolutely perfect segue for Senior to step in here uh, because he sent me a picture uh, the other day. He was smoking uh, an H. Upman uh, cigar that was actually made by A.J. Fernandez, or blended, I should say. Uh, so, senior, uh, step in on that one. Sure. Um, also, I'll mention the shop. It's called Patrick's Cigars uh, there in Memphis off of Shelby Drive. Uh, this is where I picked up the cigar, but they're also having a Drew Estates event on August the 4th. So, if you're in the Memphis area, go by and uh, check that event out. But, yeah, I had an opportunity. It's an 8 Upman 1844 Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez. And it's uh, made up of, let's see here, I've got it, the Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, which uh, Junior and I both like. It's got a Nicaraguan Corojo 99 binder and then fillers from uh, Nicaragua and the Dominican. It's made at the Tabacalera uh, A.J. Fernandez's uh, factory there in Nicaragua. And I really enjoyed the cigar. It uh, kind of took me by surprise. It was extremely spicy, uh, which I like. And it was a, a definite change from, you know, just smoking kind of cigar after cigar that was, you know, close in flavor profiles to then, boom, a uh, big flavor bomb. Um watched a couple of reviews on it. It released uh, in May prior to the show and is in limited retailers from what uh, I'm finding online. comes in three different sizes, the Churchill, Toro, and a Robusto. And it's uh, pretty price friendly. It's in the 725 to 775 range. And I think in the shop I was in, it was uh, actually like under seven bucks. If you get a chance, definitely uh, give it a try. While you're uh, Alan, at it, keep your eyes open for the uh, Monte Cristo, A.J. Fernandez. Yeah, they made note that he did one for Monte Cristo as well as Romeo and Julieta. Yes. That he was involved with. Uh, Alan, are you planning to go to the, uh, to the A.J. Fernandez Burns event? No, I'm not going to be available. Okay. Unfortunately. 
I was going to say, if you were heading up, we might try to finagle a day off, but this close, I don't know if I could pull it off or not. No, I seriously thought about it, but you know, I've, I've been to the AJ Fernandez farms. I've been to the AJ Fernandez factory. You know, I've met AJ a number of times, you know, and, and his team. So if I had not ever met him before, I would get out of what I have to do and go. But, you know, since I've, I've got that under my belt, I can pass. Fair enough. Okay. So we'll, uh, before we close up shop here, we'll open it up round table style. Uh, anybody got any, uh, comments or, uh, stories they want to throw out before we head out tonight? I really don't senior. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I'm pretty much good. Okay. Just keep in mind, uh, Everyone, let's get our uh, five and under cigars for next podcast segment. I'm kind of interested to see what we're going to bring. Uh, Junior, you had mentioned a certain uh, cigar to try that was, he said was really inexpensive, but it smoked like it was more expensive. It was something with an S. What was the cigar you told me to try? Yeah, I'll go ahead and throw that out there. It's the uh, made by uh, Christian Iora, uh, the CLE Schizo. Yeah. Um, it, that's actually a good budget cigar. It was originally a bundle cigar, but a lot of stores sell it in singles. But you're looking at uh, about a dollar ninety-five for the smaller size and two twenty-five for the bigger size. But uh, you're talking six, seven dollar cigar quality uh, out of this stick. That's well worth trying. I do love Christian's work. His his cigars. I've always had good reviews with it. So I'm um, I'm curious to try that one. I've not tried it yet. Actually, oddly enough, uh, the first time I ever tried it. Uh, a rep handed it to me and he let me smoke it. And uh, when I got done, he's like, what do you think? I was like, it was really good. And he said, would you believe it's a bundle cigar that's going to cost about $2 a stick? Wow. And I was basically like, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, it's a that's, great that's thing. Very rare. You don't expect much from a $2 stick. No, not at all. I'm, I'm actually glad he waited until the end to tell me just for fear that it would have jaded my thought process. Yeah. Because somebody says $2 stick and you start thinking Swisher Sweet. All day. Yeah. There's no way a premium cigar is $2. I mean, the tobacco and everything has to cost more, but they've managed to do it. So I'll, I'll definitely try. But yeah, definitely try those. And if anybody else uh, runs across anything interesting, uh, grab it up and we'll talk about it on the five and under segment uh, or excuse me, five under segment. Uh, once we kick that off on the next show. And with that said, uh, on behalf of uh, Ben Sr. and Alan Zdarsalop Friedman, uh, I am Jr. and we say goodnight. This is Ben Zdarsalop Friedman.